Hello, 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 hello. This is Alice and I'm back with another podcast for you guys. This is episode three on Protect Your Glow, the podcast. And before we begin, just a few housekeeping. I want you guys to know that tomorrow morning there should be a post on the website of a new fashion outfit or a new outfit post. Um, So check that out tomorrow morning. Um, It should be on there. Be free to check me out at www.protectyourglow.com. All things Alice on there. Um, If you're looking for this podcast, you can go ahead and click on the podcast tab and you guys will be able to keep track of all the podcasts that I'm doing. Also on social media, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and it's all the same name at protect your glow. Um, go ahead and uh, leave me a comment, ask me any questions, whatever you guys want to hear on this podcast, feel free to leave your comments there or send me an email. Uh, you can reach me. That's Alice at protectyourglow.com. Uh, well, today, uh, I've been thinking about this podcast. It came to me, and I like to keep these podcasts very organic. You know, I want to be able to speak to you guys from the heart, and I want it to be real. So that's why a lot of these podcasts are from the top of my head. Yeah, I write down a few notes, but for the most part, I'm just talking. I want it to be like we're on the phone, but I'm the only one speaking, kind of like a one-way conversation. So that's how I want you guys to maybe think about this podcast. And the title for today that I have is Why Being an Assistant is the Best Way to Get a Taste of Entrepreneurship. And lately, I've been seeing all over the place, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there. A lot of men and women doing their own thing. You know, everybody is quote-unquote hustling. You know, there's always true hustlers and faux hustlers, but that's another topic for another day, right? Um, and nobody really focuses on how you can even be or what you can learn just by being an assistant to somebody or being a secretary to somebody or just even working for an employer or having a boss. There are so many things you can learn from your boss that nobody really wants to talk about. Everybody wants to talk about how, you know, you should quit your job and start your own career tomorrow or, you know, do this and do that. I mean, that's all good. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with people wanting to better themselves. If you feel like you can go ahead and open your own company and start your own business, that's all great. But I want to talk to those people that still work for other people like I do. Yeah, I have a blog, but at the same time, I have an 8 to 5 that I do Monday through Friday. I have a boss that I, you know, report to every day. And I've been learning so many things just by working with them every day. Yeah, every day is not all good. It's not a walk in the park. Sometimes it can be stressful. Sometimes I'm like, I'm about to quit this job because... They're getting on my nerves again. But at the same time, once I start to change my perspective, then I start to realize, man, I can learn a lot from this man. 
I can learn a lot. Right now, I work for a family company where I have actually three bosses. I work for a husband and wife team, and they have a partner. So technically, all three of them own the company, so I report to three different people. And sometimes, one person will tell me one thing, and then one person will tell me another. Sometimes they agree, sometimes they don't. And I have to figure out ways of trying to navigate between three different people with and trying to put them all on the same page. So be, for me, being an assistant slash office manager, it has its pros and cons. But what I'm learning is I sit back and I watch my boss. I'll sit back and I'll see, you know, the things that he does, how he reacts or how he, you know, acts in business meetings, his demeanor. I study him. And I know he studies me too, you know, because he wants to make sure I'm doing a good job. But at the same time, I'm taking notes. You know, I'm learning, you know, this is how, you know, you talk to people or this is the questions you should ask. This is what you should do. And like, I'm learning so much from him. And there are even times where they will take me out to business dinners and I'm sitting there and I'm just learning. And I have to say, man, I, I am blessed to have incredibly awesome bosses like I know everybody can't say that some people can't stand their bosses some people you know don't even like the thought of hearing their boss's name but I have to say I am blessed to have such awesome bosses that can be my mentors and that I can learn from because I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was a little girl I've always said, Mommy, one day I'm going to have my own business and I'm going to take care of you guys. I never know really what I wanted to be, but I did know I wanted to own my own company. And the craziest thing, y'all might think this is crazy. I once said, I was like, God, I want to work for a CEO of a company. And, and you might say, Alice, what kind of prayer is that? Like, I asked God for that because I wanted to really see what it took I wanted to see what was it really like to be an entrepreneur and what better way to find that out than by being an assistant to an entrepreneur. Because assistants, they really get to see everything. You know, I'm the person that most people have to go through to get to my boss. You know, um, some people, you know, I have some people that suck up to me and I can tell and I have some people that, you know, they try to woo me and all that stuff because they know that I am the gatekeeper for my boss. But a lot of times, some people, like, downplay the assistants. Oh, they think that they're looking for the person with the title, you know? They're looking for the person with the, with who's the owner of the company, who's that. But most people don't know that the assistants, the secretaries, the receptionists, they have very, very powerful positions, because if the secretary doesn't like you, if you come to my boss and I can tell from the jump, I don't like your demeanor, or if you're coming for an interview and I don't like, you know, how you looked in the interview and all this stuff, like, believe it or not, my boss comes to me and asks me questions like, what do you think about this person? Do you think I should hire them? What did you think about that person? You know, what was your t uh, what was your take on the meeting we had with so-and-so? Like, maybe some bosses don't do that, but the bosses that I've been blessed with, they really value my input. And my input can either hire that person or they don't even look at their resume. 
So don't knock off receptions and uh, don't re- don't knock off receptionists and secretaries and uh, assistants and don't even knock off the janitor working at the company. You don't know how much power they have because you're looking at them like, oh, they're just a janitor, just a cleaning lady, it's just a garbage guy, it's just a shredder guy. You would be surprised at how much they are important too. You understand? And before I lose track of my notes here, let me get into what I wrote down because, you know, as always, I have to write down these notes so that I can keep track of what I'm doing. So the first thing I want to say is go into work and give it 110% every day. My motto at work and what I try to teach my team, because, yes, I have a boss, but then I manage a group of girls every day. What I try to tell them is I need you to come to work and give 110% every day. Work like it's your first day on the job, meaning get to work on time. If you can't make it on time, give us a call. Let us know, you know, because would you show up to the first day of work late? Uh, I don't think so. And if you do, that says a lot about you. That tells me you don't care about my time. That tells my boss you don't care about her company or his company. You know, that says a lot. So a lot of people downplay being on time and all this stuff, but it's it says a lot about who you are. Time management is important. You know, if you don't care about your time, then you definitely don't care about mine. So we're going to work, hundred, uh, give it 110% every day. Work like it's your first day on the job. Work like you have something to prove. I don't care if you don't like your job. Work like you got something to prove. Because at the end of the day, you're not really working for an employer. Yes, you're working for him or her and they give you a paycheck. But everything you're learning, that's building you up to become that person you want to be. And if you want to be, a, 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 if you want to be that person that owns your own company, then you need to know how it is to be an employee because you have to understand every CEO, every person that owned that company was once an employee. And the thing is when you become the CEO of your own company, you're still working for other people. You're working for your employees now. You understand? You're out there trying to make deals for them. You're out there trying to hustle for them. So it never stops. Even if you can't give your if you can't give 110% as an employee, what makes you think you can give 110% being your own boss? Because it's something that you want to do, it's your passion. No, you have to use the same work ethic that you use for somebody else in order for you to use that for yourself. You understand? And the second thing uh, I want to talk about is, I wrote down, quit getting so hung up on titles. So many people, man, they, they're like, they just like titles. People are just like, oh, I'm the CEO of this, and uh, I own this. and I mean, titles are great, don't get me wrong, but don't get so hung up on them. Like I said before, that receptionist that you don't pay no mind to, that secretary that you think, you know, she's just a secretary, that person has a lot of pull. So it's important not to get hung up on titles. And once you become the CEO of your company, man, I watch my boss. They work 40 plus hours per week. And I remember when I first started, and I don't really have to do that anymore, you know, because we have more employees now. But I remember when I first started with my boss, I was their only employee. Before that, they had friends and family 
helping them out. They had friends and family coming in to answer the phones. They would pay a friend to come in and take messages and make sure they have somebody in the reception desk to welcome them. So when they hired me, I mean, they were already established as a company, but you have to understand, everybody that worked for them were like family, and I guess what happened before I came on board, they had somebody working for them for five years, but then that person quit. So in that interim, they didn't really hire anybody, so it was all, you know, family members working for them most of the time. And so when I came, I became the only employee, you understand? So I was the only person there, and granted, it's not a big old company. It's a, you know, family company. But at the same time, they're a very busy small business, you know. And so I was that person that was answering the phones. And I would learn how to multitask really, really quickly. You know, when you're the only person answering the phones, uh, uh, signing the order from the UPS guy, or you're the person that's um, writing a memo for your boss. And then next thing you know, I'm the person that's, you know, cleaning up, tidying up the office, taking out the garbage, making sure, you know, everything's all good and making copies for my boss and mailing out checks for her to pay the bills. Like, man, that put stuff into perspective for me. I was like, this is what it takes to say that you run your own company or empire. You know, we see all these elaborate things on TV where, oh, man, this person has their own company and they're able to fly here and fly there and if they're on the red carpet or if you're not on or if you're not a celebrity then this person you know has this big old house and they drive these nice cars but the fact of the matter is half of the time entrepreneurs do not sleep they do not do not sleep I'm trying to fix this headphone it's falling off my ears but entrepreneurs do not sleep okay like i said my boss was put in, he's, till this day, they put in 40 plus hours. They work Monday through Sunday. So if you think you being an entrepreneur, you're going to have this elaborate schedule where you can, you know, come in and go as you please. No, when you become an entrepreneur, you're going to work 30, 40, 50 times harder than you did when you were an employee. Because you have to feed yourself. And when you have to feed yourself, you're hustling. You are working the midnight oil, day and night. You know, my boss will sometimes come in the office at 5 a.m. And we open at 8.30. He will be there at 5 a.m. and leave at 5 in the afternoon. That's a long day if you ask me. Why? Because that's his company. He's passionate about it. He loves it. So me watching him is like, man, when I get there, I'm going to have to put in work. You understand? And I've always been a hard worker, so that's not even hard for me. I mean, my mom used to have me waking up at 5 in the morning, cooking and cleaning. That's what some Haitian parents do, and that's what I was used to, you know? And I used to hate it, but then I, when I think about it, my mom was trying to teach me life. She was trying to teach me how it would be when I had my own house and the things I would need to do. To take care of my family. I'm not necessarily, I'm not necess- necessarily saying you're going to have to wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning and make breakfast and lunch or whatever for your family. But I'm just saying the the principles behind it was um, she wanted me to learn. She wanted, me to be, she wanted to prep me for whatever it was I was going to do. And in this case, she prepped me on how to be a mom, how to be a wife, how to run a household. 
You know, I once heard somebody said, if you can run a household, you can run a business. And that may be some truth to that because <laughs> I feel like every other day I'm telling my kids, don't do this, don't do that. Or I need you to do this, I need you to do that, and I need it done this way, and I need it done by this date. It's kind of like having a company, ain't it, where you have to tell your employees, give them deadlines and give them projects and when to do them and what you expect from it. So it's kind of basically the same concept. And, um, yeah, like I said, don't get hung up on titles. Don't don't look at somebody's title and think, you know, that don't mean nothing. Because you just don't know how much work that person's putting in. Don't be fooled by titles. And one thing I admire about my bosses, man, they don't care about their titles. My boss was sending emails. She don't push you the vice president of a company. She just put her name and send it off. Because they don't care about all that. They care about providing awesome customer service, making sure the clients are happy, and making sure that the problems get solved. That's what all it's about. Titles are great, but don't make it the end all. And the other thing I want to talk about, I think I already touched base on that, but I said, if you can't be a servant, I'm not saying to be a slave to your job. I'm not saying to be in a job where nobody respects you or be in a job where you feel like you're not uh, being appreciated. If you're in a job where you feel like that, then it's time for you to leave. It's time for you to go. If you're somewhere and you don't feel appreciated, you don't feel like uh, no one is acknowledging your hard work or you're not getting the respect that you need, guess what? It is time for you to move on. But I'm saying if you can't be a servant, then you can't lead, meaning you can't run your own company. If you don't know how to take orders from your boss, if you're the person that your boss can't tell you what to do, if you're that person that act like it's your company, then guess what? Entrepreneurship may not be for you. If you can't serve, then how are you going to lead? You understand? You have to know how to serve before you can lead. It's important for you to be able to know how to take instructions and it's important for you to learn how to ask questions that's what one thing I had to learn I had to learn how to ask questions I mean when I first started my job I was this quiet girl I didn't say much and I worked for a very very tough boss he's not as tough as he used to be when I first started he's you know calmed down a little bit but this man was ruthless y'all and I mean like he would just say what he was thinking uh, he didn't care um he didn't care about your feelings it was like this is how I feel and this is what I'm gonna say and that was it so I had to learn how to communicate that with him and tell him at times you know I don't appreciate your tone I'm here to help you you know and a lot of times I, uh, women in business you know we're afraid to talk we're afraid to say, you know what, I don't like what you just said. And the thing is, you got to tell somebody how you feel right when it happens. Because it, it holds, for me, it holds more weight. When you just let them walk away and let them, you know, you let them leave. And then you try to come and address the issue. Yes, sometimes it might work. But for me, it works better when it's fresh. You know, it's like getting cut. It's better to try to put some medicine on it right when it happened than to wait a few days later, then, you know, then, then to wait a few days later to fix it, 
You know, the same thing when somebody says something to you that you don't like. Speak up. And I read this awesome book, man. I would encourage every woman to read that. You know, it's called Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. She's a CFO of uh, Facebook. And that is just an awesome book. It just it's an, It was well thought out, well written. I mean, she goes into in depth about how important it is for women to speak up in the workplace. You know, and how sometimes it's so cliche to hear all these names were called like sweetie or hun. And you don't hear a lot of people calling men sweetie or hun in the workforce. So why is it okay for them to call us that? You know, it goes into depth into in depth of how important it is for you to have a presence when you're in the room. Let make make sure you're noticed when you're at the meeting table, at the round table. Speak up. You know, give an input. Don't be silent. And I love that book, so I really recommend it for anyone out there that's, you know, looking for a way to grow or if you're that person that's shy to speak. Um, that's definitely an awesome book. Again, it's called Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. And I'll give you guys more about my book recommendations. I'll probably even do a podcast on that as time goes on, but that's definitely another awesome book. And the other thing is, uh, my last point I want to leave with you guys, it says, or I wrote down, when you're the best at your job, you leave less room for anyone to question the color of your skin. You know, sometimes... Sometimes, okay, I want to say this. At my job, I am the only person of color. And a lot of times people associate person of color meaning just black people. But person of color can mean people of different race, like Asians, Latinos, um, you know, uh, West Indies. All those are people of color. But when you're the best at your job... When you know that you're giving 110% every day, um, I'm the kind of worker that I look at the job like it's my own. I try to put myself in my boss's shoes and be like, man, what would my boss do? Or if I don't know something, I ask questions. Or I treat the company like it's my own because that's how I would want somebody to treat my company, you know? And so I always go above and beyond the call of duty. I go above and beyond when they tell me to do something. I don't get frustrated. I mean, yeah, I'm human. Sometimes I'm like, oh, God, you know, here we go again. And I'm working, I work in a very fast-paced job, so I'm constantly having to deal with five, six people at one time. You know, that's what my day consists of every day, dealing with agents, dealing with employees, um, people emailing me, all that stuff, and then having to write memos and all that other stuff, and helping my boss, you know, send out checks and paying the bills and stuff like that but I try to be the best I try to ask questions if I don't know something I'm gonna call somebody and find out I try to make sure I have good relationships with the vendors I try to have good relationship with the person that delivers the mail I kid you not I make it a priority to know the name of every person that delivers mail to the office I want to make sure I know the UPS guy's name I want to make sure I know the FedEx guy's name, the guy that picks up the shredder, the guy that brings in, brings in the water. I try to make sure I know the names of the people that come into the office for meetings because you there is power in somebody's name. And you can just, I can see sometimes when I even say, 
you know, thank you. Let's say the person's name is Mike, the UPS guy. He comes in. I'm like, thank you, Mike. And their face lights up. You know, I'd be like, oh, what's your name? I'm Alice. What's your name? Mike. Oh, hi, Mike. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for bringing the package to us. And their name just, I mean, their face just lights up. Because for me, everybody's important. Everybody's important. Not just the person that writes my check, but everybody to me is important. And I'm in the business of loving people. And I want to make sure everybody that walks through that door knows that, hey, this girl knows my name. That's awesome. Because you never know. That might be the only person. I might be the only person that ever said hi to them that day. I might be the only person that acknowledged them as a person that day. So it's important, you know, for me to try to make sure I know their names. And then, and then that for me, that starts to build a relationship. I build a relationship with them. They come in there all the time and I know them. And I'm asking them about their family. And then they just feel comfortable walking into the office and knowing that Alice is there. You know, and I love that. And I can see my boss looking at me like, how did you know their name? I learned it. You know, uh, that's just important to me, man. And I try to make sure I'm giving my all every day because I just want to make sure that that's what, when I get to hire people for my company, I want to make sure that's what they do for me. So, like I said, always go into work and give it 110%, even if you don't like it. Because at the end of the day, I have to report to my Lord and Savior. I have to report to God. You know, I don't want to go home with any sort of negative thoughts in my mind. Like, man, why did I say that? Yes, yeah, sometimes I get really upset. And I want to, you know, let out a foul word or two. And I'm like, ooh, uh, let me catch myself. You know, I get to that point where I'm like, these people pissing me off. Like, today is not the day. I have those days too, but I just have to guard my mouth. I have to guard my heart because it's so easy, you know, to just let it all out. It's just so easy to let them know what I'm thinking. But when I constrain myself, when I just sometimes I, I promise you guys, sometimes I would get so upset that I would have to walk into the bathroom and calm myself down. You know, I have to calm myself down because I'm like, I'm not going to go off on this man today. This is this, this not a good day. And I would just go pray. I mean, it sounds funny, but I'm like, Lord, please help me to get through this other hour. Please. It gets that crazy sometimes. But you know what I learned from that? That that tells me that I can't control myself. You know, because if I can't control myself with being as being an assistant, then I'm going to be able to deal with you know, contractors and, you know, the building guy when I own my own company. That all starts now. You know, it starts now. I'm learning how to be a servant so that I may know how to lead. And that's what I want to leave with you guys today. So if you got a side hustle out there, man, just keep going, keep going, keep going. This podcast is for the side hustler at heart. It's for the entrepreneur. Just keep going, give 110% every day, and I promise you, you will be rewarded in the end. As always, you guys can find out more about me on www.protectyourglow.com. And that's what I wanted to leave with y'all. Have a good one. Goodbye.